We're building the best Internet talk radio on the planet. It is worldwide. TalkZone.com. TalkZone.com. Hey, welcome back to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmy Amber. Our guest today, Deidre Combs, author of Worst Enemy, Best Teacher. So I'm going to read a couple of choice pieces. Okay. This, this is a uh, A1. <laughs> Here's a couple of them. Uh, you can either be a blamer or a victim, or you can learn to respond more functionally. <laughs> yeah. That, that's out of this book, that idea, anyhow. Here's another one. To learn to live fully, you must learn to fight well. Yes. And here's another one before we go into the delicious stories that are in this book. Here it is. Sometimes you must turn your beliefs around, stand them on their head to find that missing solution that's plaguing your life. If you find it, it you know, you get things solved. So you got to turn your beliefs around, which means you got to be open-minded, stand them on their head, rattle them every which way, which means you can't be ego-invested in them too much or you won't be able to do that to find the missing solution. That's pretty good, Deidre. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. That's, that's I love listening to you tell, tell those to me because, I, you know, it's a constant, lifelong practice. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. apply that in a new way. Um, you know, you're, this, is, this is wisdom, and you, you captured it really well and wrote it, and it's a pleasure to live, listen to it back. Part of it's just because the wisdom's so good, and part of it is, wow, I wrote that. <laughs> there you go. Pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so why don't you hit one of these lovely stories? Oh. Well, I'd love to tell the story of Young uh, Oak. This is a story from long, long ago. This is a story from Korea. Mm-hmm. There was a, a young woman who was madly in love with her husband, and she sent him off to war. But when he came home a few years later, he wasn't okay. He would go to work in the rice fields, and she would spy on him, and he wouldn't be in the rice fields. He'd be sitting up on the hill looking off into the distance. He wouldn't respond to her at dinner. She lost the one that she loved so dearly. So one day she went to a wise man, and she said, What do I do? I love my husband so. I want my husband back. And he said, "Mm, Let me think about that. Come back in three days. So three days she waited patiently, and she went back, and she said, Please, please, give me a potion, something to save my husband. Bring him back. He said, Okay, here's what you'll do. I will make you a potion, but you need to go and get me a whisker from a live tiger. Oh, just that, huh? (laughs) (laughs) No no zoos around or anything. Just a little thing. And she said, that's impossible. How am I going to do that? And he said, if the potion's important enough to you, you'll find a way. So that night she went into the mountains, the place where she knew that there were tigers nearby. And uh, she brought a meat broth with her. And she placed it near a tiger's den and then walked far away so she wasn't a risk. And after a number of hours, out came the tiger and ate the, the broth. And she did this every night. And slowly, slowly, she moved the dish closer, and she moved herself closer. So after months and months, eventually, she was holding the dish, and the tiger came up to her and was eating out of the dish. 
Now this continued on for a few more weeks. Do you drink? Finally, do you drink? Move yes. the move your mouthpiece a little further away. It's echoing. Oh, is it? Okay, is that better? Yep. Go ahead. Uh, after there there was a point where she went to the tiger and she brought the dish and the tiger stayed after he had eaten. And she said, I am going to cut just one whisker. I'm sorry. I hope this doesn't hurt you and it doesn't make you anger. She cut the whisker and indeed he didn't anger. The next morning she went running down to find the medicine man and brought this whisker. And the the old man smiled at her and took the whisker and threw it in the fire. What? <laughs> <laughs> I like telling stories to you, Keith. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she was just shocked. She said, why? Why have you done this? And he said, you know, now you have the answer. You know the potion. You were able to get a live whisker from a tiger. You know how to bring your husband back. This is the story from long, long ago, east of the sun and west of the moon. <laughs> great story. It is a great story. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. Don't forget to catch us Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Our guest today, Deidre Combs, author of Worst Enemy, Best Teacher. So I guess the upshot of that one was patience. Oh, yeah. There's so much in that story. You know, that's the great thing about... Uh, myths and folk tales, and I always love to fill my books with them because they can teach better than I think I ever can. Um, but if you unpeel that story a bit, you learn some of the key skills of being an everyday warrior, how to fight well, respectfully, um, honorably in the world, and, and to learn. Um, and one of the, the, the uh, pieces of this is patience. Uh, it is that... Um, backing up and sharpening your mind and looking at things in different ways. So yeah. her approach was, you know, that very keen observing eye where you back up and say, what am I seeing the long, the long view here as well as the, mm-hmm. the short view? So her husband was out in the field ferocious, ferociously fighting like a tiger mm. in harm's way and, and around attacks, and so he came back mentally uh, messed up mm-hmm. and the way you approach somebody mentally messed up or an autistic child is you begin to seep in almost invisibly and and you begin to be part of their scenery more and more and eventually they begin to trust that you're not harmful and everything's good and you're nurturing and then uh, they begin to open to you, mm-hmm. which is, I think, exactly what this story portrays. And it, yeah. it's a beautiful story. Yeah, and I love hearing it from different people's perspectives. Keith, are you bringing, I love how you said he was fighting like a tiger. I thought, oh, I hadn't, I hadn't thought of it like that. So that's, yeah, it is that, that the patience and um, that where, yeah, you're shifting it so you're not a threat because often, and I want to say always, but I know it's often that those who we perceive as our as our opponents, yes, um, actually hold an opposing perspective. That if we can gather and learn from, we'll come up with amazing solutions. Yeah, they have a different piece of of the problem. They have a different puzzle piece of the same puzzle, and we have a different puzzle piece. 
and we need all of our puzzle pieces to solve the problem. Oh, that's, that's what keeps me going. That's what motivates me to, to, to do the work I'm doing. Because, gosh, if I can just, you know, if I can help provide, you know, encouragement and support so people can find more of the puzzle pieces. Yep. Oh, Think of the big problems that we're working with in the world today. Yeah. And there's such amazing resources and expertise and perspectives. And boy, if we can get some of those together, I just I think we're I think I get hopeful. Yeah, we all got to do our part. You know, like uh, I have a position. You know, like being on the radio, you have a position writing books and whatever else. And so, if we all simply honestly humbly do our best in our positions we have a chance to make a better results than maybe a worse results mm-hmm. yeah you, you yeah. know a, a lot of times these adversaries that just bug the heck out of us in life they're actually soulmates of a type (laughs) (laughs) so much for that romantic notion (laughs) and it's absolutely true these our soulmates are all over the place our adversaries and the people that are there that we're romantically in love with yeah that is is so true finding that sense where we where we can get that hindu understanding of the self with a capital s being all of us all as one Mm-hmm. And then I may be sitting on the end of a itty bitty fingernail, and you may be up on a hair, and each of our perspectives will bring us to a better understanding of the whole. Both part of the same body. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but I forget that. Yes. <laughs> and how to keep reminding ourselves again and again. Yeah. Um, that is one of the practices, isn't it? Yeah, well, I hope you don't need a haircut very soon. Yeah, really. <laughs> I want you there. <laughs> um, oh, here's you're, li- you're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. Don't forget to catch us Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Our guest today, Deidre Combs, is the author of Worst Enemy, Best Teacher, How to Survive and thrive with opponents, competitors, and the people who drive you crazy. There's there's two more stories I hope we can get to. One is the bandit story. You know the one I'm talking about? Oh, the, ba- um, they, the bandits uh, told the people that they were going to rob the day before. We're going to rob you tomorrow. Oh, yes. Don't leave with anything. So yeah. you want to take that one off? Sure. That's another oh, fun story. This is a story from India story of a wise woman from India um, and uh, there was a, a time where there was the decoys which were kind of this band of uh, bad guys that would come through a town and uh, rob and murder and uh, um, they became so bold in one village that they would alert everyone the day before and just say you know don't you think that you're going to change your you know don't hide anything because we'll just make it worse for you um, but there was this wonderful woman, wise and very wealthy woman named Paravabhati. And uh, her husband had received word that indeed they were going to come and rob their house. Well, her husband went right to it and he said, I'm going to gather 20 men and we're going to lay in wait and we're going to ambush them. And she was very respectful and listened and said she didn't know if that was going to go so well, but... Um, she wished him all of her best and, you know, and she said she was going to fight in her own way and 
he was very respectful of her, and so she just sat and thought quietly most of the morning. Well, she told her servants about midday, she said, we need to prepare the most beautiful feast, a royal meal for 50. And she wanted it ready about midnight. And she put on her best sari, and she took off all of her jewelry, save uh, her Mangala Sutra, which is, in India, they wear a necklace uh, that is a wedding necklace mm-hmm. instead of a ring. Yep. And uh, she put all of that on a silver tray. At about midnight, there with her horse's hooves and rattling sabers, and, and with a gracious smile, she went and answered the door and welcomed in the head of the decoys like he was her brother. And she said to this large, smelly man, Come in, my brother. I've been waiting for you and your brothers. Come, eat first before you do your work. And she fussed over the men. Surprise! (laughs) (laughs) She's just, I love this story. Um, And she just made sure that everyone had eaten their fill and asked them if they wanted more. And, uh, you know, it's just a royal feast. And when they finished, she handed her tray of jewelry over to him, over to the chief, and said, you know, could she just keep her wedding necklace Mm -hmm. to um, assure her husband's long life? Now, the chief was just overcome. He just was overcome, and he said, no, you must keep all of your jewelry. You have called me brother. You have given me a brother's welcome. We have eaten your salt. We are never unfaithful to those whose salt we eat. You are forevermore my sister, and I will make you make sure that no one will ever harm you. And with that, he told his men to go untie Paravarati's husband and all of his friends <laughs> nice. sitting along the roadside. <laughs> she had some kind of inner knowing that this was the trick, and so she did it, and it worked. Yeah. So it came very much from a heart-centered place. Yeah. She was smart. So the, what, I, what I love when I read these stories about great heroes and warriors is that their mind is activated, they're smart, but their heart is wide open. So there's this dance of assuring that you're thinking, okay, now the customs in my country are that when someone shares their salt, Mm -hmm. they cannot harm me. Right. She very smartly figured out a solution. But then she treated him, you know, you could tell probably with true, sincere respect. Respect, yeah. Compassion. Yeah. And when you can meld those two things beautifully, Gandhi was a great example of this from what you read of him. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be pretty darn unstoppable. Yeah, it's like uh, you don't take what they bring in. You're consistently being a uh, eminent. You're emanating love and acceptance and respect. And you know, say we got a little problem here. Let's help that. Help this out. And it sort of breaks all the walls down and all the uh, oppositions down. Mm-hmm. So it's this balancing, Keith. I love how you describe that. It's this balancing of making sure that you're staying very engaged mentally. Because sometimes what we'll do is we'll become so heart-centered. And, and, and <laughs> I'm guessing we've all had this experience where we get our, you know, we get knocked upside the head. Yep. Um, or we become so head-focused that we close our heart and forget the humanity of the, the people that, we're, that we are um, working with. And that's the times that we usually do something that we deeply regret. Mm-hmm. So it's remembering, how do I keep my heart so open? This is what they say in, uh, from the Shambhala warrior 
out of the Tibet, Tibetan tradition. Like, how do I keep my heart so open that I could feel a mosquito land on it? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and conversely, how do I keep my mind so, so sharp that it's like a sword? Yeah, the balance of the two. It is a balance. Yep. Yeah. The balance is really important. Yeah, we we talk about uh, being a um, full-blooded, assertive person, accomplishing what you need to accomplish. At the same time you're doing all that, you're in a meditative state of deep connection where you know right from wrong really clear. Mm. Mm. Okay, you're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. Our guest today, Deidre Combs, author of Worst Enemy, Best Teacher, How to Survive and Thrive with Opponents, Competitors, and the People that Drive You Crazy. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more. <laughs> 